Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 13th of March, 2023. Well, the Australian share market only fell half a percent. The ASX 200, 7,108, following confirmation of the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank in the United States. Don't forget, though, there was the potential of the bank collapse that we heard about on Friday, and that's when investors really reacted because on Friday the share market fell 2.3%. So for more on the implications of this banking collapse, I spoke with George Baburis from K2 Asset Management. Basically, it's just fundamentals weren't followed. But context very quickly, Silicon Valley Bank was a a bank for deposits for the venture capital technology sector, and it grew very, very strongly. So that was a good story. Very quickly, as uh, interest rates began to rise over a year ago aggressively, particularly in the US, that led to a number of moving parts that uh, no one could foresee. And that was their customer base, which is uh, technology-based sector, were withdrawing capital where they had excess deposits on the balance sheet. They started withdrawing deposits every quarter for calendar 2022. Uh, the way banks work predominantly is you receive deposits, so the bank is uh, uh, is, is borrowing on the short. And uh, back in uh, this is uh, unique nature number two, they started investing in 2020-21 into 10-year bonds, which won't default, but they were much uh, lower yields. And so effectively, they're borrowing short, lending long, and they're unhedged. And as interest rates started to rise and as the US 10-year began to rise, their mark-to-market losses were amplified. And then as, again, they started withdrawing deposits, uh, the cash on the deposits were lower and their losses on the bonds were higher. It's pretty basic stuff that they didn't hedge that like other banks. But nevertheless, that that went unchecked. It led to a situation over the past 30 days where people started having a mini run on the bank and taking deposits out. And now it's a, now it's the United States' second largest bank to fail uh, at um, uh, Washington Mutual in 2008. And the other thing to quickly highlight, in 2008 to 2014, through the global financial crisis, a few hundred banks defaulted in the US, but nothing uh, of this size. This is number two in history books versus Washington Mutual back in 2008, which had about the same size, slightly bigger. So I guess there are two major issues and questions to come out of this then. Um, what are the local companies that have exposure to it? And secondly, as a result, how serious is the possibility of contagion? Yeah, the, the contagion's obviously the biggest risk of all, and that's where the run on the bank happened with the deposits, uh, particularly on Thursday, Friday in the United States. So while we can sit there and afterwards point the finger at the regulator in the US for letting it go through, the regulator, particularly in the last uh, seven or eight hours, has worked really well to have a, a quick, succinct backstop. That is, all deposits guaranteed. All deposits are transferred by the authorities in the US into a new entity and everyone gets 100 cents in the dollar back. That's a great result. Bondholders, uh, they will have to go and renegotiate over the next few years as they rank behind the deposit holders. And equity owners of that bank will get zero. And that's how it should work and that's succinct. So the contagion has been nipped in the bud very quickly, very succinctly, 
And, uh, and that's why markets are, are stronger in the Asian region and will open stronger in the European uh, session. And that is why our ASX All Lords is up around 1% from the lows as that news came out uh, from the regulators in the US on their Sunday. So they've, they've, they've dealt with the contagion and uh, they've done it the right way and won't be a taxpayer's dollar going into it. And remember those assets that have got them unstuck, the long dated bonds, which are high yield, which means lower mark to market, what that basically means is they'll get that money back within 10 years and is guaranteed by the government. So there's no credit risk there. Are there any concerns about local companies with exposure to it? There was over the weekend, and many were named that have exposure to it. They, some have deposits there, some have directors that are associated with it, some have uh, funds coming from the venture capital side. But, but in the main, that is contained and controlled. And uh, so the, it, it was more the sentiment that was a, the amplified uh, as markets opened this morning with the uncertainty, which has been absolutely sorted. So the US regulator has unequivocally come through, backstop, guaranteed the deposits, and, uh, and all the way down to equity owners who get nothing, and that's how it should work. And uh, so it's not a bad result, given the, uh, the time they had to work with over the weekend. Still, I know today Goldman Sachs in the US has pulled its uh, prediction for a rate rise uh, in, at the US Federal Reserve, so it's now expecting a pause in US interest rates. Here we already know the Reserve Bank is looking at four key economic indicators to assess whether or not it pauses next month. But does this in particular, SVB and the issues around it, throw a spanner in the works? What will it mean now for the RBA come the next board meeting? Yeah, good question. In short, yes, it does. Goldman's are the first in the US to move to zero rate cuts. Uh, I suspect 25. They were thinking of a 50. Uh, they still need to deal with inflation. But nevertheless, stability is being dealt with. As you say, the Reserve Bank of Australia, uh, they're pretty aggressive uh, 10 rate rises consecutive, obviously with the pause in January, no, no meeting in January. There'll be enough reasons for them um, to, to not do it if they, if they believe there was contagion. But in the main, they need to deal with inflation they're towards the end of the rate hike cycle in Australia, you get a sense there's one more 25 basis point rate hike coming next month and there'll be a pause with a few months later. But uh, you are right, uh, the events of the last four days would imply that the Reserve Bank and all central banks are looking for stability in their economies and their regulators are looking and asking the questions of all the CFOs of their regulatory banks. But they're very well provisioned. They've got regulatory capital, what they call tier one, they have to have it there. They provision capital outside of it. And impairments, bad and doubtful loans, are very, very low uh, in Australia and the rest of the world. It's quite unique, unlike the global financial crisis, which was a credit event. So in essence, banks are on their balance sheet looking better. But going back to the question, the RBA can look at pausing uh, earlier, but it really is that towards the end anyway. Had that one more ready to go and there will be a long pause and hopefully mortgage uh, uh, those with mortgages in Australia can then, with a regulatory APRA coming through with a buffer adjustment, can refinance at, at more preferential rates uh, by mid-year to, mid to the end of the year. So final question, just to wrap everything up. How concerned are you as an investor, as a fund manager, about what we've seen at SVB? It is concerning, but the solution has been swift and it's been quite spot on. And remember, most of your viewers in superannuation have portfolio diversification, and that's all we do. You're already diversified. Uh, for these type of shock events, and nobody has a hundred percent allocation to equities. But this is uh, this is just another shock that's been absorbed, and the diversification of your portfolio uh, carries you through uh, these sort of events. George Baburus there from K2 Asset Management. This SBS on the Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. 
Content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Why do people want to be at work? To feel heard, appreciated, part of something, and to know there's a career path for everyone. Inclusive workplaces are linked to increased innovation, productivity, and employee satisfaction. Make your organization a place where people want to be. For inclusion and diversity training, visit inclusion-program.com.au.